Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey everybody, Arch here, and it is Thursday at an indeterminate time because we never know when James is going to show up. But we're talking UFC. What's going on, James? I'm doing very well, thank you. How about yourself, mate? Not too bad. When was daylight savings time in England? Oh, honestly, I get mixed up with the timings because I'm genuinely convinced that we called an hour earlier last week. Um, yeah, I just get getting confused with the dates. You know, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I'm like? I'm a bit of a liability, you see, man. <laughs> God, you're not a liability. <laughs> but no, yeah, we're here for this weekend's card and... It's certainly, in my opinion, the the biggest pay-per-view card so far this year, obviously in the UFC. Nice, nice. Yeah, you were talking about that pre-show. You think this is the best one, so. Yeah. I mean, we're only, what, (laughs) four months into the new year, so there's plenty of spectacular cards to come, but so far, this is arguably the best. It's just stat from top to bottom, I'd say. Gotcha, gotcha. (laughs) All right, well, let's get to it. What fight do you want to talk about first? Uh, well, I mean, we can just sort of dive right into the main event between Volkanovski and Chan mm. Sing Young. Um, I just, I love this fight. I mean, I'm a, a fan of both fighters. You know, every time you see Chan Sing Young, the Korean zombie, step inside the octagon, you just know he's going to to bring it. Uh, he's just got a ridiculous chin and he's always in, he's never in a boring fight. And that's why I think everyone's sort of, sort of taken to him a bit over the last decade or so. And, Volkanovski, he just looks unbeatable at the moment. Like it's 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 crazy how well he's done so far in the UFC. And I think there are people saying if he gets it done convincingly against Chan Sing Young, you know he'll be considered as the greatest of all time. I think we've got to be careful. I mean, it's just it's too early to say. I know he's defended the title. This will be his third defense. He's beaten Max Holloway twice. He's beaten Jose Aldo. He's beaten Chad Mendes. Beaten Brian Ortega. So yeah, obviously put some respect on his name, but. To consider him as a goat, maybe not just yet. I think when you break this fight down, again, it's it, it's a it's a very good fight. And I mean, when you're looking at Korean Zombie, he's a calculated counterpuncher. You know, he does like to to take to the sense of the cage. He is patient in terms of his striking, but then again, he's more happy to to mix it up. You know, when he is under the caution, under the bus a little bit, he will start to 
to tend to to throw a little bit more on excessively. He's he's got that true punching power, although he hasn't really got many knockouts under CV. He does pose a threat in all, you know all aspects of mixed martial arts. He's dangerous on the floor, and I think Alex Volkanovski will have to be careful, a bit wary of what could the Korean zombie will bring to the table. I mean, like I said. Zombie will just sort of give it from minute one to minute 25. He just loves, you know, he loves to scrap. And same with Volkanovski right now, he's in the prime of his career. Like I alluded to earlier, he's coming off of wins over Mendez, Aldo, Holloway and Ortega. His ground and pound is is ridiculously good. And you look at his fight against Ortega in his last defense. I mean, I'm not sure if you watched it, but in the third round, I mean, he was cruising and then Ortega got him in a, a tight guillotine choke and it looked like that was it. But somehow he survived and then it was just crazy. And it just shows that Volkanovski is a, a well worthy of a, being a champion. He's just got that championship mindset. He's got that champion heart and he's very dangerous on the feet and on the ground. And I think for Volkanovski, I think he'll look to try and control the proceedings early on. Like from the get go, he can't let the Korean zombie dictate proceedings. So expect Volkanovski to to push the Korean zombie against the fence and into some tight, difficult situations and throw in the leg kicks and just mix in his versatile striking. And I, I do expect Volkanovski to dominate. I, I, it pains me to say it because I'm a huge Korean zombie fan. I think this one will be his last ever title fight. I think at 35 years of age, if he loses convincingly now, he won't get another shot. So I, it's gotten to say, but I think Volkanovski will get it done by a decision. Decision. I can't disagree with you at all on this one. It looks like a decision to me. Volkanovski's just ridiculous. Uh, yeah. Minus yeah. 700 at one book. Minus, what was it? Minus 1,000 at another book. I think Volkanovski wins. No value in betting him there. So let's uh, let's do the decision here. It's only minus 150 or minus 125. So... In that range, I think that's a pretty safe bet. I think Volkanovski wins by decision, too. I, I just don't see the Korean zombie going down easy. No, 100%. And I mean, like I said, he's been in some absolute wars over the last decade, decade or so, and it takes some doing to you know, to put a guy like the Korean zombie out on out cold, really, on the map. Yeah. I don't, it's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> no, 100%. All right. What are the next, what's the next fight we're looking at? Uh, the next fight I've got is the bantamweight title rematch between Aljamain Sterling and Petty Yan. I mean, this you know this fight's just got a little bit of everything. It's just ridiculous. You know, I'm sure you watched the their first encounter where Petty Yan was dominating from start to finish, and then stupidly he got disqualified for landing that illegal knee. And you know, Aljo, with respect to him, you know, he threw the title immediately on the floor because nobody wants to win the championship belt that way, you know, you want to deserve it. And I guess he kind of did deserve it with the run he's on at the moment, but you know, he doesn't want to win it in that manner. And I think ever since the fight, he sort of <laughs> pretty much pissed off the whole of the MMA community because he's been sort of parading the belt as if he defeated Petty Young convincingly when realistically, obviously he didn't. But I think coming into this weekend, you see Aljamain Sterling's videos and his training preparations, like, he looks shredded and my word, he looks like he's uh, ready to put on a tough fight against Petty Yan. And, you know, we'll see. I'm a big fan of Aljamain Sterling. I think obviously his bread and butter is his ground game. You know, his wrestling, the former NCAA uh, wrestler, and he's got a very nice submission game. And I think what we learned from the first fight is just 
you know, Aljo can't really switch off throughout the fight because Petr Jan likes to put his opponent against KG. He's always looking to troll proceedings right from the get-go and his output is just crazy. I think Jan, obviously, since the first fight, Sterling hasn't fought because he's had surgery and I think Jan is coming off of a, a brilliant five-round fight against Corey Sandhagen to win the interim bantamweight title fight. So he's got the... He's fought since, you know, he's had the ring time and he's had the octagon time. So he'll be a little bit more fresh coming into this one, but, you know, doesn't really matter. Ring rust, it won't be a thing for Aljamain Selling, even though it's been over a year since you've seen him. For me, when it comes to watching this fight and how it will go down, I think Petty Ann will get it done. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Aljamain Sterling. I love every time he goes in there, he's always looking to put on the display for the fans. But personally, in my opinion, I think Petty Ann is the best bantamweight in the in mm-hmm. the world right now. His, his versatile striking is crazy. And I think he'll go for the early knockout because he will try to to prove to the MMA fans that he is the best bantamweight in the world. And there's a sheer hatred between the two. <laughs> and you don't really want to be pissing off Jan because that man is a killer. So I think I'm going to go for a Petty Jan by a third round TKO. Third round TKO. Okay. Yeah. Hard to argue. I don't really have a strong opinion on the side in this one. I mean, I think Jan wins the fight. Uh, what is he? Minus 500. So I'm probably not going to bet that. I'm probably just going to follow you on this one. And, uh, you know, <laughs> Sprinkle a little KO, but Jan is uh, plus 137 KO. Fight goes the distance, no, minus 111. Yeah, so we can find some, find something playable there. So I like it. What uh, What's up next for you? Next up, I've got Burns versus Hamzat Chimaev. Now, I think we're, everyone right now is on the Hamzat Chimaev tra- hype train, including myself. I mean, has anyone ever you know, made an impact and ever since he got into the UFC, it looks so easy. He hasn't suffered a a scratch really in his first four fights. He's just been utterly dominating from start to finish. He's controlled every second of every fight he's been. And it's just scary because he is genuinely, he's a scary dude. And every time he steps foot inside the cage, he'll do anything. He'll maul his opponents. He can knock out his opponents. He's a big guy for a welterweight. I believe he's like six, four, six, five. And, and the 170 division, it is scary. And against a guy like Gilbert Burns, this is a good fight. And I think it's, it's I, can't, I kind of think it's the right fight to make. Now, with Hamzat Chimaev, he's coming off of a win over Li Jing Yang. He's probably ranked 15 at the top of my head. So to go from 15 to number, I think Gilbert Burns is two or three in the world. I think I'm going to say three. So to go from there, top 15 to a, a top five level fighter just shows how good Hamza Chimaev is. Now, I don't think Burns would be a little bit disrespected by that because he's wary of how good Hamza Chimaev is and he understands that he deserves a fight of this magnitude. So when you look breaking down the fight, it's just, it's such a, it's going to be an absolute banger. And I mean, Hamza Chimaev, like I said, he's a, a crowd pleaser. He's always looking to, to step up and put on a show for the for the fans, and I think if he wins convincingly against Gilbert Burns, he'll probably be next in line for the title. It's a tough one when it, you're breaking it down. The jujitsu obviously favours Gilbert Burns. Hamza Tamayev does have an elite wrestling, so his ground and pound is very vicious as well. So I think with Gilbert Burns, he's going to be looking for the submission, but he's got to be careful off of his back because you don't want to be sort of giving Hamza Tamayev any sort of room and any space to control proceedings on the floor. Hamza Chimaev, it's a tough one on the feet. It'll be interesting because Gilbert Burns, over the last couple of years, since moving up and 
from lightweight to welterweight, he's added more of that knockout power to this game because obviously he's bulking up a little bit more. He's increased the power, and it'll be an interesting spectacle. I just I don't know. I think it will be Hamzat's toughest test yet. I, like I said, I do believe in the hype train, and as big a fan of uh, Burns I am, I think Hamzat Shumayev gets it done. I think he'll take the fight to the floor and just ground and pound him until obviously that's it. The referee calls it. So I'm going to go for Shumayev in the second. Bye, TKO. TKO, second. Gotcha. Hard to argue. Uh, Shumayev is minus 500 to win the fight, minus 188 to win by KO, TKO, or submission. Oof. Hard to argue. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely leaning that way. I'll probably throw a few bucks on you, in, you know, to follow you, but uh, it's not a fight I see a lot of value in either side. I think if you're really sort of scraping the barrel, I'd say maybe try and if you're feeling really lucky, sprinkle a little bit on a, a Burns decision. You know, if you really want to be crazy and make some money. So I, I don't know what the the line is for that one. Plus 650. So very, very <laughs> nice pay. <laughs> yeah, very nice pay though, but you have to be really crazy to follow that. There you go. All right. There is some value in there, though, I'd say. I'm, I'm, yeah. Uh, well, we may do that. We may just chop <laughs> the bet up and, and go crazy decision and KO in the second. No, 100%. All right. What else you got? Next up, I've got Ian Gary versus Darian Weeks. Now, Ian Gary capped off his cage where he's tenured by beating Jack Grant for the vacant waterweight title. And, you know, I'm a big fan of Ian Gary's A to No. I think when you saw him on his UFC debut against Jordan Williams, he struggled early on in the first round against Jordan. And he'll even admit that because I think the nerves got to him. You know, you're fighting at Madison Square Garden, one of the most iconic sporting arenas in the world, and all the pressure's on you to perform. But I think once he got the alarm bells and the pressure out of the way, he sort of controlled proceedings and managed to close the show with a, a vicious knockout late on in the, the first round. So it will be a, a tough test heading into this one with Darian Weeks again. And I think Ian Gary, that's what he wants. You know, he wants a tough test and work his way up the rankings. He'll have a, I think he's four inches taller than Weeks and he'll have the two inch reach advantage. And again, for Ian Gary, he's like a six foot four welterweight and that could, you know, go in his favor later on in the career when he's fighting the top guys, because if you've got the reach and the height advantage, and as good of a mixed martial artist Ian is, he'll can undoubtedly control proceedings. But again, Gary, he's like, he's an entertainer. He wants to put on a spectacle for the fans. Darian Weeks, I'm still not sure. You know, he stepped in on short notice to, to face Barbarena and um, had the decision to defeat. And it's a tough test stepping in on Barbarena on short notice, but I'm still yet to be convinced by Darian Weeks. So I think heading into this one, even though Gary did have a little bit more trouble than I expected against Williams, I think his long-range offensive striking is far more better than Weeks' stand-up in general. I think Ian Gary will just sort of look to control his proceedings, control the range, control the striking, and I think he'll ultimately put him away in the first round with another TKO and just put on another show for the fans. So I'm looking forward to this one. TKO in the first? Yeah, Ian Gary's first round TKO. Oh, Ian Gary wins in the first round plus 333. Wow. <laughs> I mean, he's a minus, minus 400 uh, money line to win the fight, plus 333 to win mm. in the first. I like it. Uh, I mean, I, I definitely was thinking Ian Gary by KO, TKO, or submission, plus 105, because mm. you're still getting a plus line. I, I just don't see it going through the decision, but man, with uh, plus 333, we have to follow you on that one. 
<laughs> no, 100%. And Gary's not that type of person. I mean, obviously, 8 0 so far. Six of them have come via forms of finish, and he's got two decisions. But like I said, he's a true entertainer. He's always looking for the finish right from the get go. So I don't think this one will go to the judges' scorecards. I don't think so either. I think it's going to be an early. Guess who's back? Back again. My bookie's back. Tell a friend. That's right, DJ's proud to say that we're once again being brought to you by my bookie. But just because they weren't paying us doesn't mean we haven't been giving them some love. I still use my bookie to this date, and you should too. Why? Because March is about to get crazy. Insane. Maybe even a little mad. If you're still on the hunt for a sportsbook to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to 25,000 big ones, or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now, take advantage of their generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is use the promo code DEGENS, that's D-E-G-E-N-S, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, Anywhere, use the promo code DGENS to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, Visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Darian. All right, <laughs> what, <Blake>. okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what have you got up next? Uh, next up, I've got, I think this is my final one between Jairzinho Rosenstrike and Marcin Taborda. Now, I think when you looked at Jairzinho Rosenstrike as a predominantly a kickboxer back in the day, and ever since he came into the UFC, I've been a big big fan of him. He's a, a knockout artist. And you can tell he's obviously got that kickboxing background because he looks to to be very versatile in his approach yeah, and just in terms of his striking. He's got three defeats in the UFC and he's currently two and three in his last five fights. But when you look at the guys he's lost to, Curtis Blades, Cyril Garner, Francis Garner, there's no shame in losing to them whatsoever. In between that, he's got wins over Junior DeSantos and Augusto Sakai. So I think... Maybe between five and ten, that's the sort of bracket where Josie Rosen strikes at. And I think any further, it will be difficult, as proven when he's fought Garn Blades and Ngannou. When you're looking at Martin Tiberda, he's coming off of a loss to Alexander Volkov. And again, he's sort of in the, the same situation as uh, Josie Rosen. So he's not really a top five fighter. And prior to the defeat to Volkov, he was very impressive with wins over Walt Harris, Greg Hardy, Ben Rothwell, and Maxine Grishin. So He's got the experience coming into this one. And I think with Marcin Tarbero, when he's coming up against sort of knockout artists or heavy strikers, he tends to control proceedings within, with regards to his wrestling. I think that's what he'll look to do right from the get-go. I think he's got to be very respectful of the power that Jorginho possesses, really. And I think if you're willing to stand and trade with Jorginho, he will knock you out. So Marcin has the experience in the UFC and as a, a pro mixed martial artist. So he'll know how to deal with guys like Rosenstrike. 
with that being said, I think Rosenstrike's power will just be too much for Marcin heading into this one. So I'm probably going to go for a Marcin to Tiber- uh, not Marcin to Tiber- sorry, mm. Justina Rosenstrike in the second. TKO, second? Yeah, second my TKO. Yeah, that's another one. I agree. I think it is a TKO. Uh, your TKO in the second would be plus, uh, plus 550. No, that's not too bad, is it? No, it's not too bad at all. Uh, <laughs> Rosenstrike is minus 160 to win the fight, plus 110 to win by KO, TKO submission. Uh, so yeah, lots of value to be found here. Uh, I think Rosenstrike wins. Minus 160 doesn't scare me off. I w- I, mm. I'm going to bet that and maybe back it up and maybe double dip a little bit and go with your uh, second round TKO at plus 550. No, and there's certainly some value there. I think when you sort of read out those odds, that's crazy to think of that. Uh, you know, to hear that really with the guy like Jazzy Nivers and Shrike, who is a knockout artist. So yeah, there's certainly value there in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. Uh, that's it for you. No, that's it for me. Um, have you got any fights you want to talk I've about? I've got a couple I want to talk about. <laughs> uh, Alexi Olenek versus Jared Vendera. Vendera? Vendera, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking at this and I think Alexi Olenek minus 110. I think, I think he's going to get it done. So, uh, Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm flip-flopping my fighters. I want Jared. I want Jared minus 110. This is a very even fight, but I think Jared's going to pull it out. So I'm going to bet Jared to win. And if I had to, uh, if I had to guess, I'm going to take Jared by KO, TKO, or submission plus 150. Wow, no, that is crazy. Um, I think I'm on topology right now, and I don't know what you know the other odds are, but on topology, it's got Jared as a slight favorite. Now... It's, it really is a tough one, personally. I think with Alexi Olenek, he's got the experience. He's 44 years of age. Even though he's on a three-fight losing streak, uh, they're against the guys like Chris Dalkus, Derek Lewis, and Sergei Spivak. So again, there's no shame in losing to those guys. Jared Van Der Aar, yeah, and he's not on the best of spells at the moment. He's coming off of a, a split decision defeat to Andre Arlovsky. And this is a this is really is a tough fight. I think I'm probably I'm probably gonna back Alexia Lane this weekend because his ground game is just sheer brutal. You know, he's gonna come in with that typical Bergen Stricter sort of approach on the mat and he'll produce his trademark submission win under his belt. So I think he'll get it done this weekend, but it, it really is tough. It's so difficult to predict. It's a bit of a coin flip and I can see why Jared's a slight, slight favorite going into this one, but I'm probably going to go for Alexei Olenek to get a 60th professional win under his belt this weekend. Is this a bet? You're going to bet on yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I'll bet submission. Ooh. If I, I'm going to go for Olenek in the first round. Submission. Ooh. Submission in the first. Oh. Uh, we agreed way too much last week. I had to come up with something you were going to disagree with. <laughs> yeah, I had to stir the pot a little bit, Arch. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one more fight I want to look at Anthony Hernandez yep. versus Josh Fremd. Uh, mm. Let's see here. I like Anthony Hernandez here. Only minus 188 to win the fight. I'm, I'm going to back it because I don't see any value. Anthony Hernandez, I do think the fight will not go to decision. It will not. I think Anthony, I think Anthony knocks him out, but that's a minus 120 play. So I'm uh, whatever, six of one, half dozen of another. I'm going to back Anthony Hernandez just on the money line, minus 180. 
No, no, I, I'm in agreement with you. I think Josh Friend, he's making his UFC debut and Anthony Hernandez, it's it really is a tough fight for, for Josh Friend, really, because he's coming off of a submission win over Rodolfo Vieira, who's a high-level BJJ artist. And I'm looking forward to this one. And again, when you're stepping in a short notice against a guy like Anthony Hernandez, it will be a tough night at the office. And I think... Wherever the fight goes, I think Hernandez will be able to hold his own in terms of the the striking. Frem tends to leave too many opportunities and openings for for Hernandez to just exploit from the get-go, whether it will be Hernandez rocking him and clipping and knocking him out in the first round or even getting him to the floor and chasing the submission. So I think from the get-go, Hernandez will probably put the pressure on Josh Friend and get the fight to the floor. I'm going to go for a first round submission in favor of Fernandez. Oh, okay. So you're, you're on board with this one. No, I'm in agreement with you as well, mate. There you go. <laughs> Got you back on the right side, the winning side. There we go. <laughs> the winning side, the 18. Uh, there's... Let me look. Let me... Yeah, I'm going to do it. Aspen Ladd versus Raquel Pennington. Uh... <laughs> I got, I got Stu, man. Uh, let's see, Aspen Ladd is plus 162. Raquel Pennington's minus 188. Uh, but what I'm really looking at here is the Raquel Pennington to win by decision plus 110. Am I wrong? Raquel Pennington decision. It's a tough one. I, I've really, going into this week, I've been top and turn in this one. It's a, a real coin flip again. Aspen is coming off of a defeat to Norma Dumont. Um, it's, uh, I'm really not so sure. I think... Raquel Pennington, she's on an absolute tear at the moment. She's on a three-fight winning streak against Renault, Pianchi and Zad, and recently against Macy Kieson. And I think if the Raquel Pennington, that fought uh, Macy Kieson shows up, I think she will be able to get it done. However, I think if Aspen Ladd, sort of, I think with Pennington, she's very poor in terms of her takedown. Her ability to fight off the mat in terms of fighting a, a wrestler is very poor. And I think there are certainly ways in which Aspen Ladd will be looking at Raquel Pennington and getting the fight done. I think if she can control top position really quickly, I think she'll get it done by a decision. But with that being said, I just, I don't know. I think Raquel Pennington does have the ability to to hold her own and match that sort of pace from the get-go. And I think Pennington does have the edge in terms of the striking and on the clinch. So it's a, oh, I don't know. I really don't. I'm going to go for an Aspen Lad by decision. I think she'll probably control the fight on the floor for like 15 minutes. Oh, there you go. You're getting a lot of value there. Plus 260 on that. Mm. I mean, we could just put our money together and say fight goes to the fight goes to the judges. Yes. Minus 275. It's yeah, a, no, 100%. Put, put, put up I a lot of money we'll for that one. But. <laughs> I don't think we'll see a finish in this one. No, no, I don't think so either. Almost, almost couldn't quite get there, but um, you know, Mackenzie Dern, Tisha Torres is probably going decision too. Um, I don't know. I think with Mackenzie Dern, she's very well-equipped in terms of her submission game. Her ability as a BJJ artist is is incredible. I think as soon as the fight goes to the floor, it's, you know, good night to her opponents. But what we saw in the last fight against Marina Rodriguez is if somebody can keep the fight standing and avoid the takedown defense against Kenzie Dern and you've got, you know, good enough striking, then you have the ability to... You won't put Mackenzie Dunn away, but you have the ability to control proceedings and try and outpoint her in the striking department. And then Tisha Torres, she's on a hell of a run at the moment. She's on a three-fight win streak, coming off a win over Angela Hill. And again, Whoa, I think she, she beat Angela be Hill. Here. Stop that. 
<laughs> She's coming off a win over Angela Hill, yeah. And I think if she, she probably could be the the woman this weekend to to keep the fight standing against a woman like Mackenzie Dern and try and outpoint her. But I don't know. I like Mackenzie Dern in this one, but there is value certainly in Tisha Torres by decision if she can keep the fight standing and try and outpoint Dern. But I'm going to go for a Dern by a first round submission. Okay. Okay. All right. That's all I had. Anything else you wanted to touch on? Uh, that's all I've got, mate. All right. Very good. Oh, so you're looking forward to this one. You're going to stay up late and watch it? Yeah, no, I'm going to stay up late. I think I'm a big fan of Ian Gary. So usually from time to time, if it's a, a stale pay-per-view card, I'll sort of wake up to, towards the end of the prelims and wake up ready for the main cards. But I think for this one... Uh, Jarzinho Rose and Shrike Tybera is the one before Ian Gary, so I might, you know, get up for that one. It just depends. Uh, you know, again, I'm really looking forward to this one. It won't be an all-nighter. I just can't warrant staying up for the earlier fights, even though they are good. You know, Julio Ars and Delia uh, Daniel Daniel Santos to start the pay-per-view card is a good fight. Pierre Rodriguez was Kai Hosen. Rodriguez is undefeated. So there are some good fights in the early prelims, but I can't really justify saying that. Call me casual, you want, but that's the life of a European MMA fan. Right, you'll you'll, you'll stay up for the you'll, you'll wake up for the Irishman, right? That's about it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Going yeah. forward, I, it's not know, like he's Welsh. You, you wouldn't get out of bed for a Welsh. Absolutely not, Sam. All right. Scots is probably just about pushing it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, James. Always good talking to you, man. No, likewise, mate. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owners, operators, or guests of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.